Hi everybody, it's Brie, or if you know me from a different platform, perhaps you know me as Brie Brie is Wheezy. Chances are you're here from the TikTok series, but if you're not, welcome in to We're in the Wildest Timeline. Uh, Basically, I had a TikTok series. I still have it. I'm still going to continue it. Don't you worry. Um, But that was where I was sharing the headlines for the most outlandish, ironic, and outrageous recent news headlines that proved that we're in the wildest version of our world. Oftentimes, the full stories behind these headlines were wilder than a headline could even let on. So we're going full send here. Here are all of the craziest stories behind the headlines. Because I needed to get everything together and get my headspace in the right place, I had to take a little time off. So usually I like to have this going weekly, but this has been a little delayed and a little extended in terms of my dates. All of these stories are from around mid-March of 2023 to mid-April of 2023. And for timeliness purposes, today is April 22nd, 2023. Let's jump into the stories. So while this is the first podcast episode, if we are referring to episodes on TikTok, this corresponds with episode 71 in We're in the Wildest Timeline. And yes, this series used to be News Against Humanity, but we changed the name to We're in the Wildest Timeline so that we can do things like this. First up, we have an arms manufacturer says that TikTok cat videos are keeping it from making ammo. A Norwegian defense company slash arms manufacturer, whatever you want to call it, by the name of Namo, says its operations are specifically being impacted by TikTok data centers in the area. On that part, the energy company of the region has confirmed that the TikTok data centers in Norway are impacting the electricity demand, and it had promised the electricity that is needed to TikTok. It is pretty crazy because the supply is definitely impacted by the increasing amount of demands by these two major entities between the defense company and TikTok. TikTok is building three data centers in Norway with an option to construct two more by 2025. A Brighton pet owner was reunited with her cat after using Grindr and Tinder. In the UK, a gorgeous tuxedo kitty, if I do say so myself, by the name of Ruby, went missing from Erin Johansson's home. She had put posters up all around the town, but had no luck finding her. Her friend suggested that she use his profile on Grindr to spread the word that Ruby was missing. So the photo was changed to a photo of Ruby with a message to ask if anybody had seen her. The other descriptors on the profile had not been changed, so Ruby was listed as being a bottom and enjoying karaoke. Ruby was actually spotted by a neighbor in a garden a few doors away, and so she and Erin were reunited. Although she was not found by a grinder or a Tinder user, Erin remarks that the platforms were incredibly useful and people took it extremely seriously. She said she got three people who said they saw Ruby in relation to the grinder profile. Erin is quoted as saying, There's a huge LGBTQ plus community around Brighton, and we are hoping to put the word out to as many people as possible. She said that if Ruby ever went missing again, she would definitely look to using Grinder and Tinder to locate her. Boston Straight Pride Parade organizer is facing a felony charge in the January 6th Capitol riot. Mark Sahadi, 48, of Malden, a nearby suburb of Boston, is reportedly the vice president of an organization calling itself the Super Happy Fun America. Its motto is, it's great to be straight. With them, he helped organize the 2019 Straight Pride Parade in Boston to, quote, 
embrace the vibrancy of the straight community. Anyways, as part of his role in the far-right, super-happy, fun America, he organized busloads of people to go to the January 6th riot on the Capitol. The other week, he was indicted on multiple counts, the felony charge being obstruction of an official proceeding, which carries maximum sentence of up to 20 years in jail, three years of supervised release, and a $250,000 fine. He is currently being prosecuted by the U.S. Attorney's Office for D.C., the counterterrorism section of the DOJ's National Security Division, and is also being investigated by the FBI's Boston Division. The only alcohol-free bar in Dublin is closing its doors. Rest in peace to Virgin Mary's, the aptly named alcohol-free bar that opened in Dublin in 2019. It made it in spite of the pandemic, but they've recently had to shutter their doors due to the, quote, spiraling prices in Dublin city center. Virgin Mary's served non-alcoholic beer, wine, cocktails, and even a nitro coffee that reminded people of Guinness. These drinks were incredibly popular with the health food crowd. Non-alcoholic liquor demands have skyrocketed in the past few years, and Gen Z is reportedly drinking substantially less than its millennial counterparts did at their age, specifically on the festival circuit. And they also have two other alcohol-free bar locations in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and Abu Dhabi. Dumb phones are on the rise in the U.S. as Gen Z looks to limit their screen time. In the U.S., dumb slash flip phone purchases were up for 2022, reportedly by companies like HMD Global who make Nokia phones. While the largest percentage of flip phone buyers are from India, the Middle East, and Africa, it appears there is a growing trend in the U.S. for these phones. Thoughts behind reducing screen time and improving mental health are suggested reasons for why there is this growing trend. There are even now quote-unquote dumb phone influencers and premium brands that are trying to capitalize on this trend. A driver from New York was pulled over going 142 kilometers per hour in an 80 kilometer per hour zone about 10 minutes from the border on the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. His defense was that he didn't realize the speed limit signs were in kilometers. Even with that defense, 142 kilometers per hour converted to miles per hour is still over 90 miles an hour. So he still was speeding if it had been 80 miles per hour, but because it was in kilometers, he was going almost double the speed limit. Um, unfortunately for him, he was charged with stunt driving. His car was impounded for 14 days and his license was suspended for 30 in Canada. A South African pastor was buried after his body spent 579 days in the morgue as his family awaited his resurrection. 53-year-old pastor Siva Moodley died in mid-August of 2021. He was only recently buried this recent month, almost two years later, because his family, namely his wife and children, left his body in the morgue as they believed he would, quote, be resurrected. His wife apparently had a vision of this and convinced her children of it. After receiving no consent for burial or cremation from the family, and after a year of no contact, despite making multiple attempts, even over WhatsApp, the funeral home requested a court order to finally bury the man. He was buried in a ceremony which was attended by his extended family and siblings, but not his children and wife. In Moodley's own ministry while he was alive, he claimed to have performed miracles like curing the blind, raising babies from the dead, and causing, quote, 
mystical weight loss where the pounds just fell right off. Amsterdam has launched a stay away ad campaign targeting young British men. Amsterdam has developed a reputation for being a raunchy party destination with its red light district and cannabis culture, especially for British men between the ages of 18 to 35. UK travel agencies have started offering stag party weekend packages in Amsterdam, including bottomless canal cruises, steak and strip evenings, and red light district bar crawls. Locals have not been happy with the antics of drunken British tourists for years now, and they want this reputation to change. A digital ad campaign was developed depicting British men being inebriated in the street, getting arrested, and having their mugshots and fingerprints taken in the police station. These ads will pop up with certain search terms men look up in relation to Amsterdam, such as stag party, cheap hotel, and pub crawl. Also, I just learned that a stag or a stag party is the British term for a bachelor party. There's been criticism of this campaign, with some saying it's discriminatory and others saying it's not effective. Um, when it was released, there were a lot of young men on social media <laughs> saying the com- campaigns weren't really a discouragement from visiting Amsterdam, but r- rather an advertisement of why they should go. Amsterdam is still going to continue the fight to try and shut down some of its seedy reputation and minimize the impact of what locals think is over-tourism, considering they have about 20 million visitors a year. The bars and brothels now have earlier closing times. Smoking cannabis in the streets in and around the red light district will be banned in May, and they are thinking about banning tourists from cannabis shops. Two men are hospitalized after a Monopoly game ends in a samurai sword fight. In Brussels, Belgium, a group of four people playing Monopoly outside on the sidewalk angered the sleeping neighbors, um, which makes sense because they were playing loudly at five in the morning. A father and son came outside to confront the group with the son bringing a samurai sword in a holster. Things got heated and one of the members of the Monopoly group grabbed and unsheathed the son's katana. The son tried to grab it back, and both of them somehow got injured and ended up in the hospital. The Monopoly man was discharged, but the son was in critical condition. They were both arrested. It is said that after everything happened, the street was stained with blood and littered with spare Monopoly cards. A trendy, quote, raw water source under a bird's nest sparks a diarrheal outbreak. 19 people in Montana fell ill with a diarrheal disease after drinking from what they thought was a, quote, untreated natural spring, but was actually water drainage teeming with bacteria. Why were people drinking this water, you ask? Well, in the recent years, there has been a raw water trend. Raw water advocates say that raw water, which definitionally to them is water that is untreated, unfiltered, obtained from freshwater sources, is better and healthier for people. They say raw water avoids being contaminated by disinfectants, fluoride, quote, mind control drugs, their words, not mine, pharmaceuticals, and heavy metals. They also say that raw water has its own special and natural probiotics. Health experts say that, quote, raw water is a clear health risk with dangers from pathogenic bacteria, viruses, and parasites. The bacteria that caused the outbreak in Montana was the Campylobacter jejuni. I am so sorry if there's anybody who has scientific knowledge and can completely tell that I butchered that. Let's just pretend I pronounced it right. 
but that bacteria is spread from carrier animals like birds. Health officials became immediately concerned when six cases of the illness were reported in May of last year, considering the area's annual average number of cases is five. The cases were all determined to be related to individuals drinking quote, raw water from what they said was a natural spring. Turns out what they were drinking from was actually runoff from a creek located near a railroad track that was pouring out of a concrete box. This creek was built to divert water to prevent erosion along the railroad track. There was a bird's nest found in the box, which was a likely source of contamination. Actions were taken to post signs all around the area and tell people that the water there was not safe to drink. But that did not stop people. 13 more cases of the diarrheal bacterial infection were reported after all those signs went up. The Montana Department of Transportation had to literally reroute the creek so that water no longer poured out of that box and that water source was no longer accessible. Once they did that, no cases have been reported since. A performance of the Bodyguard musical was shut down because fans wouldn't stop singing along to I Will Always Love You. The Manchester production of Bodyguard the musical, based on the movie with Whitney Houston, had to stop multiple times during one of their recent performances. Multiple audience members would not stop singing through many of the songs in the performance, with other people in the audience telling them to, quote, shut up. At the play's climax with the number I Will Always Love You, lead actress Melody Thornton, from the Pussycat Dolls, actually, had her mic cut and the lights come up in the theater, having to stop due to people loudly and disruptively singing along. Two women were ejected from the theater by security. The police had to be called in to assist in the evacuation of the theater, as there were fights in the aisles and a, quote, mini-riot. While not directly stated, the influence of alcohol was implied. An Amazon delivery driver goes viral for dropping off a package during a police standoff in North Carolina. A recent viral TikTok showed an Amazon driver delivering a package while the street was in the midst of an armed standoff in Raleigh, North Carolina. He was seen walking up the driveway, which was filmed with armed police officers, and he took them by surprise. They told him to stop. The driver then hands them the package and takes a picture of the delivery before going back to his car and driving off. Some former Amazon drivers have stated that the delivery driver probably didn't have a choice as they had been penalized for not delivering all of their packages along their route. Some colleges in China have decided to give their students a week-long break to, quote, fall in love. Nine vocational colleges in China decided to give their students a week off for the spring as a holiday. The holiday was specifically to encourage students to learn to love nature, love life, and to enjoy love through enjoying the spring break. The school started this week off trend in 2019, but this is the first time the students were told to, quote, enjoy the blossoms, go fall in love, focusing on personal growth and romance. The students have been tasked to write diaries, keep track of personal development, and make travel videos as homework. With concerns over the marriage rate and birth rate in China, this is not the first instance of Chinese entities taking unique measures to get people married. Campaigns have been started by 
some areas to ask city women to move to date rural bachelors, and some companies are starting to offer marriage leave as a perk. Indiana police will no longer be able to lie to children to gain confessions. A bill passed through Indiana Senate unanimously that prohibits cops from lying to children to gain confessions during questioning. The Senate Bill 415 is awaiting being signed into law by the governor. This bill would make any statement made by a juvenile during a police interrogation inadmissible in court if they have been knowingly lied to by a police officer. There is a good faith exemption for if the police officer believed that the information was true at the time of questioning, and the bill was also amended to include legislation that that requires cops to make a reasonable attempt to contact the parents of a minor who has been taken into custody. A parent thanks Utah for the book banning law that makes it so much easier to challenge the quote, sex-ridden Bible. A law was passed in March of 2022 in Utah called the Sensitive Materials in Schools Act, which bans quote, pornographic or indecent materials from schools and school libraries. It has been quite controversial. A complaint was filed against Davis High School in December of 2022 by an anonymous parent who requested that the Bible be removed from schools for its, quote, sex-ridden content. The parent thanked the state for making it, quote, way more efficient to request book bans, also saying, now we can ban all books and you don't even need to read them or be accurate about it. Utah Parents United is a conservative parents group that advocated for some books to be removed from Davis High School, and the anonymous parents specifically mentioned them in their complaints, saying Utah Parents United left off one of the most sex-ridden books around, the Bible, and said that the legislature would no doubt find that the Bible violates the new law. State Representative Ken Ivory, who sponsored the bill, was not happy about these, quote, antics that drain school resources, and that people who make a mockery of the new book banning law, it is very sad. Utah Parents United has simply responded, we believe in following the law. A YouTuber shot at a Virginia mall food court while filming a prank says he will keep pranking after recovery. 21-year-old Tanner Cook runs a prank YouTube channel by the name of Classified Goons. He tried to prank a stranger, Alan Coley, in a Virginia mall food court. Um, but Alan was not happy about it one bit. The prankster was then shot by him in the stomach and rushed to the hospital. The prankee was arrested and charged with aggravated malicious wounding. The prankster's liver and stomach were damaged by the shot, and he had to have his gallbladder removed. Cook's father says that he has been receiving hate mail, saying that his son deserved to be shot. So here's a quote from Cook's father in relation to the shooting. So what happened was the man got offended and decided to shoot my son because he was offended at what my son was doing. And so I think there's just a greater issue here with too many people being offended, rightly or wrongly, and then going out of control. Cook's father also said that he forgives the shooter because he serves a higher power, God, and that Jesus protected his son. Cook indicated that he would be back to pranking once he was all better. Um, other pranks on his channel include pranking Uber drivers that he puked in their car um, and asking strangers to play Naked Twister. I did a lot of research, but for the life of me, I cannot find out what the prank was that got him shot. So unless somebody else hears something differently, that is just a mystery. And that is that, folks. We have our first episode of We're in the Wildest Timeline out. 
So I hope you really enjoyed. I'm really excited about the podcast format to share all of these stories with you. I hope that you continue to listen in in the future. I'm working on getting this podcast out on other platforms outside of Spotify, and I'm working on developing a more consistent posting schedule. I'm thinking I'm trying to do this and have it posted on Sunday nights, but more updates to come on both of those factors on my other platforms. So check me out on TikTok and Instagram, Brie Brie is Wheezy. And if you go to TikTok, I have weeks of headlines um, going back. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to comment on those pages. I think there's a way to send voice messages on this. I'm not really sure. Feel free to send me an email. I'd love to hear feedback. I'd love to know more about what you thought was the wildest story from this week. For me, I think the wildest story was the one about the South African pastor, because what do you mean the body was just in the morgue for almost two years? 